Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome in to the Don't Teaser Me Bro podcast with your host, Jeff Nadu, the big man on campus. This college basketball guru, brash and unfiltered, He's got you covered in much more than sports, including music, movies, and the mob. Live guests, top-notch breakdowns, and as always, taking your phone calls. Live from the city of brotherly love, here's the big man on campus, Jeff Nadu. Hey, 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 welcome in everybody to another edition of the Don't Teaser Me Bro podcast. I am your host, Jeff Nato, a.k.a. The Big Man on Campus. It is episode 18. It is Wednesday, January 15, 2020. Hope you had a great day wherever you are. Uh, hopefully you're having a good night as well. Uh, it is starting to get uh, cold again. Um, it was uh, we, had, we had a little reprieve around here for a couple days. Uh, it was uh, temps in the 40s and low 50s, but you know, now all of a sudden it's starting to get cold again. But uh, we got a lot to do on tonight's show. Really looking forward to it. Last week, uh, the Three Men Weave joined us. It was a, uh, a terrific episode. Uh, Matt Cox from the Three Men Weave joined us. Uh, we had a great conversation, talked plenty of college basketball, and Tonight, uh, his counterpart, Kai McEwen from the Three Men Weave, will join us as well. Uh, we'll get Kai's perspective on the world of college hoops, uh, who he likes, who he doesn't like, and we got plenty of questions along the way. So if you want to join in, you want to have a, a chat, you want to talk about college hoops, feel free to give us a call, 515-605-9349. Also, a little bit later, uh, we'll uh, talk uh, a little NFL, maybe – even LSU and this Joe Burrow ODB or ODB OBJ situation as well. Uh, kind of an odd story coming out of Baton Rouge after the national title game, and it's typical of Odell Beckham inserting himself uh, and being the narcissistic guy that he is. Um, you know, it's just amazing. Like again, we don't need him always involving himself in the situation. I mean, he takes away from, you know, these kids that are trying to, to celebrate and enjoy themselves. But, you know, again, I don't want to spend, you know, tons of time on Odell Beckham. Uh, the important part of the show is now, and we go to the phone lines, and we talk to the three-man weave. We talked to uh, his counterpart, Matt Cox, last week. This week we got Kai McEwen. Kai, three-man weave, how you doing? Hey, Jeff, doing well. How are you? Doing really well. Good to talk to you, man. I, uh, you know, I talked to your your boy Matt last week. He gave us some great info. It was a, a really well recepted show. So I'm happy to have you on. Uh, where in the Where in the United States are you? I know he's. I think he was in Chicago. He said. Yep. Yep. As am I. We are both in Chicago, and then uh, Jim, number three, he's out in Las Vegas. Yep, that's right. Yep, yep, yep. I remember him telling me that. Uh, 
first of all, uh, how's your night going? You, uh, you know, you getting after it? I know you're. Uh, I know you guys are on Alabama. Uh, I, I think a lot of people are on Alabama. Um, yeah, we are. What, yeah, what, so far so good there. <laughs> yes, I, I will say, and and I watched most of the first half, and you know, I. I I had Seton Hall earlier, so I'm hoping for kind of a, a two and zero night here. But you know, I, I didn't like the the end of the half there for for Alabama. I mean, you're up 14 with a minute to go, um, and Auburn cuts it to nine. Definitely kind of uh, disheartening. But the Alabama's played well. Uh, they went through large runs where they uh, had really kind of shut Auburn down. This has been a nice performance so far by the Crimson Tide. Let's hope that they can keep their foot on the gas, right, Kai? Yeah, definitely. And I, I don't know about you, but uh, we've had our fair share of second half collapses this year, it seems. Yeah. Um, especially of our with our dogs. They get up big in the first half, kind of think it's a win in our heads. Then sure enough, second half collapse, you know, we lose by 20 or 30 in the second. Uh, those games aren't a lot of fun. Yeah, it's definitely concerning. I mean, you know, really outside of Isaac Okuru, no one really played well for Auburn. Yet they're only down nine. I know Javon McCormick had two fouls pretty early on, but what what Alabama needs to do, and I know it's difficult for them because they don't they don't really play like this, but they just need to relax and slow down a little bit. I mean, sometimes they're just they have this like they're all on Adderall and they're going you know ten ten miles a minute. It's you know, slow it down a little bit. You create some opportunities, but again, that's not how they play. But you know. Kai, there were so many interesting scores from tonight, and, and a, a big card it was. Obviously, the big story was – there were two big stories, Kentucky going down and obviously Seton Hall. And I, I really want to get your opinion on Seton Hall because, you know, I, as we look at college basketball right now, I mean, there, there are teams that have kind of separated themselves. I guess Gonzaga and I guess Baylor, Duke. And they lose last night to Clemson. Kai, b- before we get into anything, I have a wild take, and I want to give it to you right now. And if, if I'm if I'm talking stupid or I sound like an imbecile, just tell me. But can I give you my take, and I want you to kind of break the take down? Yeah, of course. I think Seton Hall is the best team in the country. Wow. I will say that's bold. But, I would but, say, though, the last uh... – let's, yeah, let's get Sanjay no, back, saying... though, at least. And, well, go ahead. That's what's weird about it. It's, uh, you know, Sandro, you expect him to be, what, top two or three player on their team, you know, behind Miles Palin. They really haven't skipped a beat without him. I think they've covered something like seven games in a row, um, pretty much every game he's been out of the lineup. So, uh, you know, Hall's a team that's definitely surprised me, um, my, my colleagues at Three Man Weave. We thought they were a little bit overrated coming into the year, despite the amount of experience they brought back, but. I mean, they've looked immense the last couple games here. And, you know, it's not the craziest thing to call them the best team in the country right now. I think you'd probably call 10 or 11 teams the best country right now. That's how even it seems <laughs> to be at the top this year. No, you're so right. And and Matt and I talked last week, he, him and I kind of talked about how it was hard for, I know, for him and and for me as well. I mean, you look at Seton Hall over the years, I mean, they've had some good teams. I mean, obviously the one that I remember pretty well, and he kind of mentioned the same team, was that Desi Rodriguez, Kadeem Carrington, Andrew Delgado team, the one that you know went to the tournament and lost in the, in the second game to, to Kansas, I think it was, or Kentucky, one of the K teams. But 
you know, then that, that's kind of the concern, you know, once they get to the tournament of teams and last year, you look at their team last year, you lose the Wofford, you know, in the first game. So, you know, I think this team's kind of different. And as I said, I mean, Mamu Kelishvili, I mean, he hasn't played much at all, really. And, you know, Ramar Gills played real well for them. He was terrific tonight. Uh, Obiagu came in and, and, and played some great defense. The great thing about them is, and one of my reasonings for liking them tonight was McKnight. I mean, he, he's been one of the better defenders in the country. He did a real nice job today on a Kamar Baldwin, you know, Baldwin's one for five from three. What a great second half. But the big story uh, as well was Kentucky going down. They allow 56 second half points, uh, really uh, concerning. Um, but it seems like South Carolina and Frank Martin, it seems like they get one of these games every year, don't they? Yeah, it's weird. I didn't know it was possible to give up that many points to South Carolina in a single half. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah, it, it's weird. Last year, you know, South Carolina, what, they, they finished like 10-6, and six, something like that in the SEC, 11-7, excuse me. They played an 18-game schedule. Uh, but, obviously, they weren't that good of a team. You know, in the non-conference, they really struggled. And this year, it seems like they're getting these, these knockout punches, that Virginia game, this Kentucky game, and yet they're still losing these head scratchers like Boston early in the year, um, Stetson just a couple of games ago. So I have a real hard time figuring out South Carolina from a ratings perspective. I write them off one week, and then I'm right back, I'm right back on them the next week. Um, but I guess that's kind of what we've grown to expect from Frank Martin the last couple of years. Yeah, so, so so well said. We're talking to Con McEwen from the Three Men Weave. Make sure you guys check out the Three Men Weave. Um, I've said it before. I, I don't co-sign a lot of people, but – these guys are terrific. I mean, they're really the the young guns of the business, putting out great info. I know Matt and I talked last week about your 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 stuff in the summer and getting that stuff out and it being difficult to sometimes find info on these teams. I know one team that I'm sure it's hard to find info, but I really just want to keep educating the, the listeners that check the shot. And like I said, last week's show was real receptive. People love what you guys are doing. But I want to talk quickly. The gift that keeps on giving right now in college basketball is – Houston Baptist overs. I mean, this team is woeful. They are vile defensively. Vile. They've now given up uh, 100 or more points in six straight games, Kai. I mean, amazing. 12-2 and two to the over this year. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, first of all, they're playing the fastest tempo in the country, so that, that pretty much leads right into it. They're just running as fast as they can, not really caring about the defensive end. But, yeah, to your point, they haven't allowed – their first game – they allowed under 90 points, and since then, it's been all over. You know, I talked about South Carolina. I didn't think it was possible for them to score 56 points and a half. I didn't know it was possible to give up over 100 points to New Orleans, a team that uh, has been really <laughs> struggling offensively this year. So Houston Baptist might be the worst defense of all time. Um, I haven't checked really the, the numbers behind that, but it definitely feels like it. Yeah, there were a couple a couple years ago, the Citadel. I mean, we know what Duger Balcom does. There were some bad defenses under that regime, but uh, yeah, I, right, I'm, right. I'm hard pressed. I'm hard pressed to to look back and think of a defense as bad. And it's truly amazing. Like they're bad in literally every metric. I mean, they do nothing well. Uh, yeah, ugly stuff uh, from Houston Baptist. But as I said. You know, twelve and two to the over this year, and and what's crazy is they're hitting overs like in the one seventies. Like their total open right. tonight at one seventy eight, it got bet down to one seventy one, and it still went into the the one nineties. I mean, it's 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 crazy, and it's not going to stop yeah. anytime soon. I mean, as we know, that conference is, is full of fast paced teams. 
Yeah, it's weird. Like all of the uh, all of the Southland teams tend to play the same. They all attack the rim, and they all play up and down, and they all force turnovers and can't and can't uh, take care of the ball. So it's kind of a a, a homogenous conference. And yeah, but to your point, Vegas can't keep up with their their totals, Houston Baptist totals. Um, it's like, at what point do you start betting the under? And I think the answer is never. You just keep betting the over on this team. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting because sometimes you, you always see something in college basketball at some point where you say, I don't ever think we'll see that. So, like, I look at totals, and I wonder how high do you put a total? The highest I've ever seen a total is, like, high 170s. I don't think I've ever seen anything higher. It was similar to, like, the situation the other week where – they had a total with uh, the Navy and Virginia game that was under 100. It was just something right. you, you don't see often. Um, but I wonder, you know, and I know they don't play Central Arkansas again this season, but, like, their next game, I think their next game is, is Sam Houston. I mean, at what point, how high do you go with these totals, you think? I mean, it's, it's quite remarkable how, how, how much they blow these out of the water. Right, and Sam Houston's actually a good team. You know, they can actually score yep. the ball. They're going to force way more turnovers probably than Houston Baptist is even used to, which is saying something. So if they could lay 130 points on Houston Baptist, and it <laughs> wouldn't really surprise me. So, I mean, 200, the sky's the limit really for this total. Yeah. And by the way, tonight, New Orleans was basically a pick in this game. Mark Schlesinger's team, right. uh, I, you know, I had some concerns. I'm not sure why, just because Houston Baptist is so inept. By the way, Houston Baptist is his one win on the season to Central Arkansas, who really played well tonight against uh, Stephen F. Austin. And I actually think they won the game, or they lost by one. Sorry, 77-76. I, I'll tell you, and then we'll move on to kind of our topics. But I, I'll tell you, I, I don't know why I look at this conference so much, but, uh, Kai, this was the weirdest line I've seen in some time in college basketball. Like, Haslametrics had this at, like, a 20-point win for Stephen F. Austin. The number comes out 10.5. I wake up this morning – it, it's down to nine, and it just sat at nine, eight and a half all day, and it was just an odd number. Like it just, it almost, I almost didn't bet it just because it didn't, it didn't make any sense. Like Stephen F. Austin, as far as from a metric perspective, is way better than, than Central Arkansas, but they hung tough tonight. So credit to the Bears. Uh, you know, they played pretty good defense, all things considered. Yeah, I have a, I have a confession. I actually made the game six. I was on Central Arkansas tonight. Good for you. Uh, Good for you. That was, uh, That's great. That was a lot of the preseason, though, uh, taking into account. I thought this team would be pretty good. Obviously, they just lost their coach, Russ Pinnell. Um, he left the uh, program, I think, for personal reasons. But they've been great the last couple games. I think they're more so just like a good Southland team, if that makes sense. Some of these teams are good in conference, and they just suck out loud out of conference. You know, they're getting beat by 50 at Duke, um, a game I definitely bet them on. And Baylor lost by 50. But in conference play, they're suddenly, you know, able to win games, cover games. And these last two, Sam Houston State and Stephen F. Austin, it doesn't get much better than that in the Southland. So I'm hoping they're kind of trending up and more so in line with my preseason expectations instead of this just terrible, hopeless team. Yeah, you know, tonight, uh, you know, played well. You know, big group, as we know, with, with Central Arkansas, one of the biggest teams in the country. Good bench. I mean, uh, Du Bois has played well for them. Um so yeah, I, or uh, not the boys. I'm, I'm getting it confused with uh, with um, Houston Baptist. Uh, Bergen yeah, Houston Baptist, played well yeah. for 
Yeah, Covell as well, Chatham. They've all played well. Good good stuff for Central Arkansas. Kind of finding some footing uh, in the Southland. But let's get to the uh, main topics here. If you guys want to call in, I know we had a couple calls last week that had some questions for the three-man weave. Uh, let's let's go through a couple of topics here. You know, I wanted to ask you, Kai, this, because I, I talked with a guest last night, Mike Randall from the Action Network, and I, him and I have been kind of wondering about this, and, and none of us seem to understand it. John Teske has been a complete mess defensively for uh, Michigan. And, and with Juwan's, uh, you know, ability, you know, he spent many years as a big in the, in the NBA, you would, you would think at some point he has to start doubling a little bit more. I mean, I know that that's a good conference from a shooting perspective, and it's hard to, to do that. But, I mean, they're getting destroyed by opposing bigs. Yeah, they really are. So I, I actually looked up these stats here for these big guys against Teske this year. And to be fair to Teske, I mean, he's playing some awesome big guys. Like, these guys are five of the best big guys, even players in the country. So, Turu had 30-7. and seven. Trayvon Williams, 36-20. and 20. Xavier Tillman, 20-11. and 11. Kofi Coburn, 19-10. and 10. And Luca Garza, 44-8. and eight. I mean, they are just destroying Michigan inside. But it is part of Howard's philosophy, I think, on defense. If you notice, they're taking away the three-pointer at the third best rate in the country. Um, teams are shooting the 28th lowest uh, three-point percentage against them. So it's definitely Howard saying, okay, I want you to throw it inside and challenge Teske one-on-one and, and take away the three, trade, two for three, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's getting absolutely destroyed in there. Michigan as a team is, I think, fourth to last in the country in points per possession allowed in post-ups, uh, which is strange because in my head I always thought John Teske was a good post defender that played, uh, you know, good defense straight up in the air, verticality, but it seems to be the opposite this year with uh, the big guys kind of having their way with them. Not going to get any easier either. They got Iowa on the road Friday. Uh, we all know the uh, issues with road teams in the Big Ten. Let me ask you, um, and again, tonight you look at Rutgers, they're able to uh, get the job done at home. Uh, but, you know, surprisingly, I saw Geo Baker played. I thought Geo Baker was after, like, February. Uh, what the yeah, hell happened so there? That was, what was that know. all about? Uh, it was Weird. reported he was out until February, and, uh, you know, we saw yeah. some tweet that showed him warming up in pregame. Like, what? What's going on here? Yeah. Weird. Yeah, I, I, was, them. I was – I'm glad he's back. No, same here. I mean, they, it seems like – you had kind of worried, you know, he went down, you know, oh, here goes Rutgers, kind of bad luck. But, yeah, I, I don't know what the hell that was all about. We, we've seen, again, if, if you're out there and you're – and this is just my advice. If you are looking at a team and you want to bet on a team and you hear that a, a, a player might not play or he's injured, always think the worst because you're not going to get a lot of info out of these coaches. You're really flipping a coin a lot of the time. Uh, I've had no success in the, and I've you know, I've been playing college basketball for years now. Uh, you know, I, it's difficult to get information, and I feel like I scour the internet um, like a like a TMZ reporter to get a story. So yeah, it's it's it was weird. I saw that big dunk, and I'm thinking, what the hell? What's this guy all about? But let me ask you, um, the pecking order in the Big Ten. Obviously, I think you and I can both agree Michigan State would be one. But you know, where do you go from there? Um, I, you know, I've made some some cases that I think. Yeah, I think this Illinois team is really good. You know, obviously, Ohio State. I think Penn State's played terrific. You know, there, there's just so many good teams. Wisconsin, what a great win for them last night at home. Uh, who, who's your, what's your pecking order, top five in the Big Ten? Yeah, it's uh, it's tough. Um, this is one of 
best Big Tens I think we've seen in, you know, years and years. I, I think we now have 12 teams in the Ken Palm Top 40, which is just unheard of for any conference. Uh, and I would agree with you, Michigan State, you know, they're, they're my number one. I'm still going to keep Ohio State in the two slot, um, even though they've kind of started off on a bad note in conference play. Um, I still think they're the second-best team. They're still, you know, what, 14 games left in conference play. I think they'll turn it around. Um, and there's kind of like a that middle tier between Sparty and Ohio State, everyone else, and then Northwestern, Nebraska, definitely at the bottom. Those other, you know, 10 teams or so, uh, they're pretty interchangeable right now. I think I'd probably give the edge to Maryland, Michigan, Purdue, and then Iowa, Penn State, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Rutgers, all kind of run together and maybe slightly below them, Indiana, Illinois. But you can convince me Illinois is right up there with uh, with that group I just mentioned. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, Illinois has done some really good things, and they really haven't shot the ball particularly well. I mean, they've been one of the, I mean, frankly, like a bottom 20 team in a country in three-point percentage. They just haven't connected on much of anything. But, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, I know for me, like over the last couple of weeks, I've struggled with, with picking games, you know, as I think, you know, Brad Underwood mentioned, you just got to keep shooting. You just got to keep firing them in and, you know, they're going to eventually go in, but you know, Illinois, if they can start getting hot, that's interesting. I've talked about Purdue. I think over the next two weeks, they have some really interesting road games. I need to see something from this group on the road. I mean, just some really ugly performances. You know, you lost that game the other night against Michigan, Illinois, they didn't show up in, uh, they got Maryland and and um, and Rutgers here coming up, so you know, we need to see who becomes that next you know that next big time offensive player. Because I know my guest last night, uh, Kai mentioned that he wants to he's sick of seeing Matt Harms in this lineup. You know, put Trevion Williams to give him the minutes. This guy's been terrific, but they need a guard to step up, whether it's Proctor or Hunter. Uh, do, they don't have that. Obviously, they don't have Carson Edwards, but do they even have a half of Carson Edwards on this team? No, unfortunately, I don't think they do. And for the record, you know, half of Carson Edwards would be pretty good, right, for any for any sure. team. I mean, that's how phenomenal he was last year. But I totally agree on the Trayvon Williams, Matt Harms uh, opinion. I mean, it was almost a blessing in disguise that Harms went down with this, I believe it was a concussion, because you finally get Trayvon Williams, you know, on an island by himself down there, and you saw what he did against Michigan. You know, they lost the game, but he had 36-20. and 20. I mean, this guy was the guy – on the Team USA squad in the summer that was just killing it. And clearly he's the best pro on this team, but best pro prospect, and needs to be in the ballgame. Um, so Painter's figuring that out. He's obviously a very good coach. But Purdue on the road is is a, a different story than Purdue at home. And to your point, I think it's because of this guard play. You're relying on an, a high-point transfer, Jihad Proctor, and two guys, Eric Hunter and Sasha Stefanovic, who were just menial role players last year to kind of carry their offense because Nojel Eastern is a negative on offense. Uh, it really is pretty sad. He's great on the defensive end, but he's gotten no better since his freshman or sophomore year scoring basketball. No, he, uh, he's been ugly. I mean, I guess he's just kind of that defensive specialist now, but he gives you virtually nothing. Uh, I think he's been shut out this year five or six different times. Kind of concerning uh, for sure. But, yeah, I mean, I mentioned the other night, you know, it's kind of been a tough year for big South transfers. I mean, John Proctor, he seemed to kind of come back to earth against uh, high-level competition, you know, 
Christian Keeling down at UNC, he never he hasn't really caught on at UNC coming over from Charleston Southern. So, you know, they haven't exactly uh, lit it up from the, the transfer market this year uh, for the Big South. But, you know, we talked earlier, Kai, about uh, Seton Hall. And, and again, I, I, you know, maybe I'm crazy a little bit with my take there. But, you know, I, I think right now, you know, we had, we had a caller the other week ask us about what if you could pick a conference on who will win the title, who would you pick? And yeah, I mentioned the big East, you know, and obviously the big 10 and you know, the big 12 would be interesting, but yeah, you, know, you look at the big East, you have to agree. Seton Hall is the best team in his conference right now. I mean, tonight was kind of an indicator of that wasn't it? If you go, what have you done for me lately? I would say uh, yes, Seton Hall, but I'd also probably keep Butler on that same plane. Um, you know, Seton Hall obviously just beat Butler, um, but Butler's been just ridiculous this year. I, I I have to keep moving up and up and up my rankings, and I just don't know where to stop. You know, Seton Hall luckily finally put a stopper to that, so I can finally cap it. But, you know, in the first half, it was all Butler. They were up by 10 points at halftime. Frankly, I mean, I'm surprised and uh, impressed by Seton Hall's ability to come back in Hinkle Fieldhouse and beat Butler. So it's certainly not crazy to call Seton Hall the best team in the East right now, um, especially with their recent history. I still like Villanova on the same level as those teams. Um, Maybe I'm just grasping on too tight to Villanova as a team, but, you know, that win over Kansas is very impressive, and they still have Jay Wright as a coach. I think his players are going to keep getting better and better with those freshmen that are clearly very talented. Um, But those three, Villanova, Butler, Seton Hall, those are the clear three uh, classes of the conference. And then just like the Big East, you have, kind of a jumble after that it, it is uh sorry just like the big 10 uh, but it really is a, a great conference top to bottom this year better than it has been in, in uh, recent years you know i'm still holding out hope that uh the xavier musketeers will get going a little bit i, I thought this group and you know really ugly performance yeah. tonight I, I i'm i've been really disappointed with this group you know i, I think yeah i don't know if the depth's really caught on there um no one's really stepped up outside of Najee marshall I've kind of been disappointed with them. I, I, I thought this team was, you know, when you're looking at like a 90, 100 to one or higher, I thought Xavier coming back with Travis Steele. I love what they did late in the season last year. And, and again, they'll make the tournament. And they'll, you know, who knows what will happen. Maybe they'll go on one of those Syracuse runs. But you know, tonight was disappointing. But one of my questions, I want to just throw this in. I, I didn't really prepare you for this, but I just want to ask, this is Steve Wojciechowski's sixth season uh, at Marquette. If he doesn't, win more than one game in the tournament this year. Do you, you have to consider firing him, right? I mean, he's been horrid there. I mean, I mean, seriously. I yeah. mean, he, he, hasn't, he hasn't been past the first round. I mean, and this team's had a lot of good uh, good players over the years. I mean, you know, from from yeah. uh, you know, from a, a Deontay Burton to a, a Jay Crowder to, a, you know, some of the storied teams with Buzz Williams, you know, obviously Dwayne Wade many years ago, Marcus Howard, you know, um, obviously this year with, um, with Howard as well. So what's the story with him? I mean, he, they've got to do better there. Yeah. Well, just had really good, uh, or, or high level talent on his teams too. the last, uh, six or seven years, however long he's been a coach there. And yeah, following Tom Curry and Buzz Williams, you know, there's high expectations at Marquette to win. And, you know, I've heard, you know, various rumblings from Marquette fans that are not a huge fan of him. And frankly, I wouldn't be either because this team is way more talented than it's performing. Even last year when they got a five seed, I think they were they were an under underachieving team. That was a team that probably should have been ranked 
top ten, top five, but um, they underachieved. They earned a five seed. And I also think it's kind of telling that uh, the uh, what are the brothers' names? The Hauser brothers transferred out of the program after this year. I think they might have done it slightly because of the whole uh, Marcus Howard gets to shoot every time he touches the ball type of thing. But still, I think it's a little bit telling of, of the coach. Um, so I'm I'm kind of on your side here with Wojo being on the hot seat. Um, certainly, if they miss the tournament it's probably an indication that his days are limited. But on the flip side, he does keep bringing in talent, so there's a, a certain point you have to weigh there to see if, uh, if it's worth firing him or if the alternative is actually um, worse. By the way, last three games, Xavier's given up 77 or more in each game. Uh, they've got to fix the defense. Uh, Kai, uh, we got a couple more topics. Let's take a quick break. i got to take a commercial here. Uh, we will be back with you. Is that all right? We'll be back with you right after this, all right? Yes, sir. Are you looking for fresh opinions on sports, sex, culture, food, and more? Well, it's time for you to go check out our friends at PubSearchRadio.com. From podcasts to blogs to live content and radio, live in the heart of San Antonio, PubSearch Radio provides plenty. They have terrific soccer, UFC, and niche topics too. Leave it to me, leave it to my opinion, the big men on campus. I co-sign PubSportsRadio.com. And you can also check out people like me, Dottie Wrightside, Ski Profit, and more. Check out the newest in opinions in all the blog culture, PubSportsRadio.com. Are you there? Hey, Jeff. Sorry about that. How's it going? Oh, we lost. Uh, 50 nope, you bucks. Got me. You got me there? Yeah, you're breaking up a little bit. Oh, good. I think we got you now. Uh, either way, okay. I try to make a joke. I don't know if it was that funny. But uh, <laughs> coming, back that. Here, <laughs> coming back here, uh, Temple. How about that? Our boys, the hometown owls. I was going to go to the game tonight, but uh, – I had some things that came up. Temple of 42-37 on the Shockers up in North Philadelphia. Wow. How about that? Uh, nice uh, second half. So, yeah, nice second half. 16-5 to in the second half so far from Temple. Um, real quick, before we get back to the topics, we have a caller, Matt, that or, or uh, Kai, that was at the uh, at Hinkle tonight. Uh, he saw Butler, Seton Hall. Uh, he's got some questions he wants to ask you. Let's bring him on. Uh, Matt, go ahead. Matt, what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going tonight? Pretty good. Hey. Hey. So, yeah, I was at the game tonight. That was pretty epic. What a nice second-half comeback that was. Seton Hall, the athleticism definitely bothers Butler a little bit in that second half. But uh, I really want to pick a bone. I'm an IU grad. 
And I really just want to make this topic about IU, for example, because I took Rutgers tonight, um, and this team hasn't really pl- they haven't really played much in the non-conference. They beat Florida State. They were hot one night. They get blown out to Wisconsin. Close game with UConn. They go to overtime with Nebraska. They lose at home to Arkansas. I, I just then let's get into the to the next ten games or so. I mean, tell me how many of these games, guys, that they actually win here. We've got at Nebraska, home to Michigan State, home to Maryland, at Penn State, at yeah, Ohio Matt, Matt, we State. got we, we got the schedule here. Uh, let, let's let's quickly because we we don't have all night, Matt. Uh, Uh, Let me let me ask you, Kai, what do you think about his question? Obviously, he's not wrong. I mean, I thought the game against Florida State, it was kind of an outlier. If you follow lines, that line stunk to high heaven. It was pretty clear that Indiana was the play there. But outside of that, he's right. I mean, they really haven't been real impressive. Another coach that, that really hasn't done a ton at his program is Archie Miller, Kai. Yeah, I'm a little bit bearish on Indiana this year. Um, preseason. I just don't think they have a ton of high-level talent. I love Trace Jackson Davis, obviously a five-star recruit, but outside of him, I know IU fans are huge fans of Rob Fennessey, but he just doesn't seem to be healthy. I'm not a big Devontae Green guy, so you know, looking forward in the Big Ten, I don't see them finishing higher than 500 in the, 500 in the conference. I think those away games besides the Nebraska game are probably losses. I mean, they might steal one here or there, but I just have not been impressed with them at all. Um, I like Archie Miller as a coach, but I think a lot of IU fans are probably getting impatient with him. Um, maybe some in yeah. the same way as as Wojo at Marquette, but um, I think Indiana basketball, they expect something just a little bit higher um, from their coach than I would say almost every program in the country. Yeah. No, I, I'm not really worried about Archie. It's, you know, he brings in obviously Trace Jackson Davis, which I like too. Um, it's just, you know, it's this Tom Green kind of no, that that whole transitional phase, but man, they're they're like zero and four ATS their last four, and I, they look like they look like just automatic fade potentials here. I think they're the third worst team in this conference. Great yeah, stuff, Matt. Yeah, I probably I'd agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean after tonight, and and thanks for the call, Matt. Uh, eight and nine, Indiana against the number. Uh, Kai, a couple other things here before we uh, let you go. Uh, I ask this to every guest that I have on until uh, it changes. Uh, San Diego State, uh, what's the first game they lose? I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot. What do you think? Yeah, so I don't think they're gonna lose at home. So let's put those games out. Um, I'm gonna say it's Utah State on February 1st. Um, I don't think that New, uh, New Mexico can do it without Carlton Bragg, and I don't think UNLV can do it either. But I think Utah State gets some revenge. I still have some faith uh, in Utah State for for whatever reason. I'm just a big Craig Smith fan. Um, I love his offense. I love his I love his defense. I love everything about his coaching style. Um, and I think they bounce back and, and take San Diego State on February 1st. Yeah, you know when they played each other the first time, you know Kata was kind of I think he maybe came back quickly. You know they didn't play well. Then they come out and lose to Air Force, but you get a nice win the other night. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I'm not going to argue with you on that one. Uh, definitely seems like the spot. Air Force will be interesting as well. In Air Force, they're shooting the ball well. 
Uh, kind of a, a low-level conference, but I, I'm fascinated by the NEC. I, I think this is a great conference. I think there's a few teams here that I'm really impressed by. I mean, Joe Gallo's Merrimack group, another big win tonight against Bryant in Bryant. That zone they play is really tough. I mean, they, they've had a nice season. Javaris Hayes has been real good for them. Jordan Miner. How about the new boys coming in? They've been good. Uh, obviously, one of the best ATS teams in the country, St. Francis of PA. Keith Braxton, who's been there for seemingly 10 years. Uh, he's been terrific. Obviously, the old reliable LAU Brooklyn. Uh, the Sharks, they've won three in a row. Nice win tonight against uh, against um, St. Francis. Uh, they're they're kind of rival across the, the street in Brooklyn. And then you know, obviously, um, the um, the uh, who was the other team? Uh, oh, uh, Brian, yeah. who I've liked yeah, defensively Brian. as well. This is a great conference, man. It always seems to be you know, always solid offense. You have guys like you know, in LAU, they have. I mean, has has LAU starting five Lily been there for ten years? It seems like Augusto was there like in twenty oh nine. Like Derek Kellogg's done a nice job with that team. Good good conference here. Yeah, he really has. And, you know, Raycon Clark, he's, you know, arguably the best player in the conference, and he's been there for forever. Like you said, I think he's a redshirt senior, so five years. Um, but it is the best NEC I think we've seen. Kim Palm, I, I looked it up the other day. Uh, it was, like, since, like, 2014 or something like that. But every team seems to be, you know, solid to pretty good outside of Central Connecticut, but they've had their own injury troubles. Um, the one thing I wish that the NCAA would stop is this transition period for new teams in D1 because Merrimack is a team that I really started to like this season. Javaris Hayes, um, he averages like 10 steals a game. And it's a shame to see if they, uh, if, if they were good enough to get the auto bid in NEC tournament, for instance, they would not be able to play in the assembly tournament. I think that's a real shame, but um, I, I do love Bryant. Grasso has been doing a great job there. Um, and I still am a big fan of the flashes. And then Sacred Heart, too, another team that probably should not be as good as they are this year. Yeah, you you, know, you, you, you said it all, really. I mean, it, it, you're so right about Merrimack. I mean, they're a team that, you know, they're not a big team. You know, they're just going to zone the hell out of you and, and make you score, um, you know, over it. Uh, they, they have that, you know, obviously the quick hands, steal percentage is number one in the country. Uh, impressive work by, uh, by all these teams. Let me ask you, who wins this conference? Give me a winner. I'm going to go with the Flashes, St. Francis, I agree. Uh, Pennsylvania. I agree. I agree. Keith Braxton and Blackman are, are terrific. Um, yeah. You almost wonder, didn't Josh Nebo go to St. Francis? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep, before he transferred. I mean, you almost wonder, so many transfers out of this conference, right? Every year. <laughs> it's just. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost interesting if he would have stayed where they would be. Uh, Rob Krimmel's done a nice job. Uh, one other thing, Hartford with a big win tonight. I, I had a feeling they were going to win tonight against Stony Brook. Hartford's, uh, Hartford's playing some good basketball. Finally get Malik Ellison healthy. Watch out for the Hawks, uh, John Dunna's group. Uh, th- this team's played well, Hartford. Uh, they finally got Tracy Carter and Ellison healthy. and inter- Or John Gallagher, not Dunna, John Gallagher. Um, interesting uh, story here. These two, uh, Ellison and Carter, played in high school together, kind of decided let's do one last hurrah together. They have one loss since December 14th, uh, Kai. Uh, Hartford, in a a conference that Vermont, you know, slipped up the other night, Stony Brook slips up tonight, they'll sleep on the Hawks of Hartford. Yeah, yeah, preseason I was actually pretty high on them just because of 
Malik Ellison coming in, Tracy Carter. Malik Ellison is a fantastic talent. I mean, he was a huge recruit coming into college. Uh, went to Pitt and St. John's before uh, arriving at Hartford. But it's interesting that he, he and Carter decided to go to, you know, a mid-major program like Hartford and just decide to dominate the conference. Um, but, yeah, I I think a lot of people saw them as not returning anybody. They lost all those seniors, and they started off very low in the rankings, which is a great opportunity for us uh, us college basketball betters. We've seen a nice early return on them with their uh, ATS record. Just 7.3% of their minutes are back from last year. That's 350 in the country. So, yeah, they've they've been able to do more with less, but they get these two big boys uh, to come in and play there. Uh, two more questions for you, Kai. Um, the AAC, uh, this is kind of an interesting conference. I made the claim the other day that I thought Jaden Gardner was the best player in his conference. Obviously, no James Wiseman. Uh, you know, Cincinnati, I think Cumberland's interesting, but his shot selection continues to be very poor. Um, and he's played well lately. Let me ask you, who do you like here? Because obviously we're seeing Wichita. You know, they're struggling a little bit. Do, do you still go with Memphis? What, what do you think here in the uh, in the uh, American? I think I'm taking Wichita to win it as of now. Um, but certainly Memphis is right there. Uh, I know Penny feels like he's disrespected for moving down in the poll for losing to Georgia. But, you know, I think that move was totally justified. Or, uh, and uh, in Cincinnati, I'm still a believer in, as well as Houston. It's a very good top half of the conference. And then you mentioned East Carolina. They've been playing fantastic this year, too. Tulane's way better than they have been in the past with Ron Hunter. Um, but I will say I'll take Wichita to win the league, um, but certainly could be one of four or five teams. Another coach that is on the end of his rope is Tim Jankovic. He's been, he's been hard there yeah. as well. Um, one other comment here, but then we'll let you go. Uh, one of my favorite teams last year was the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. I, I loved this group last year. They missed out on the tournament, but I, I was so interested because they had all these guys coming in. You know, they had Basie coming back, and Hollingsworth was there, and I loved Cameron Justice at IUPUI and Carson Williams, and I was hoping to get Kenny Cooper on the the waiver, but. Kenny Cooper never happened, and Charles Basie goes out with it with a horrible injury. They've won three or four. They're still obviously alive. They've had some tough luck losses to Rhode Island and Wright State. They did beat Arkansas at home. Who wins conference USA? Is it is it does do they still have a chance, West Kentucky? You'd have to agree. They probably outside a lot of tech are right up there. Yeah, I think they definitely have a chance. Um unfortunately Rick Stansbury has never proven that he can actually win the league despite all the talent he has. They've probably been the favorite for the last four years. Um, but what worries me about West Kentucky, aside from the fact that Bassey is done for the year, they just have no bodies. I mean, they have a six-man rotation right now, uh, seven-man rotation, but Cameron Justice is hurt as well. So you're playing six guys. That's going to wear down eventually, um, especially in a league that, once again, uh, has gotten a lot better uh, with Louisiana Tech, North Texas, both playing very well. Even Charlotte, who's actually in front of the standings right now, um, playing very good basketball. So it's kind of an open league. I'll say Louisiana Tech wins the conference, but certainly Western Kentucky is, you know, a top three finisher in my mind. 
last comment. I, I noticed you guys, uh, you know, at uh, Three Men Weave, you, you put obviously your picks out every day. You've done a nice job this year. Uh, really good work. I noticed Mercer. They're always involved in your in your picks. Uh, what's the love affair with the Bears? No Bob Hoffman. Bob Hoffman's gone. Um, what what's with the the love affair with with, with Mercer? You know, I think it's a function of keeping their rating higher than everybody else because of the program has done has done pretty well over the past couple of years, despite the fact Hoffman left. We still thought it would still be a pretty strong program. And then not docking uh, the, the Cummings injury as much as probably Vegas is doing um, or others around the country. They've been hurt a lot, um, but they seem to be hitting their stride a little bit, at least from a, an ATS perspective. I mean, they were down against BMI today in the first half. Um, we finally got a second-half winner. But it really comes down to that. And every time I see myself a Mercer, I'm kind of shaking my head and like, all right, I guess I'm holding my nose again. But they've had some good efforts, despite their uh, kind of depleted roster without Cummings. For anyone curious, Bob Hoffman's now at Central Oklahoma, and they're 7-10 and 10 on the season. So uh, it's not been good for Bob Hoffman. Uh, kind of sh- sad. I mean, he beat Duke. He beat- he beat Duke that, that one year, and, and that was it. Yeah. I always liked him, but it was always a pretty decent coach. But all yeah, right, Ty, uh, great stuff as always. Uh, you guys at the three-man weave. Uh, why before you go, you give us a, a plug. And real quick, who's your fa- personally, who is your favorite team to bet on? Do you have a team you just love to watch, you love to involve yourself with? Who's your team this year in college basketball? Everyone has their team. Like my team is, uh, I think, probably Seton Hall. I mean, I bet on them a lot. Uh, who's your team? You have to do it. You have to have a team. Yeah, I think I'm going to say West Virginia, um, a team that I think I'm still higher on than the, than the market, but fading very quickly. Um, I just think they're excellent. They're they're back after that year year or two hiatus where Huggins kind of had those uncharacteristic uh, season or two. But big fan of uh, the Mountaineers this year. One thing also I always find interesting about guys like the three men weave and just guys that kind of immerse yourself in one sport. Do you guys like other sports? Do you guys ever, do you guys ever get involved in anything else? Or are you just college basketball guys? You know, in college, I, I tried my hand at gambling on other sports and it did not go very well. Um, it takes a lot of time to be good at a certain sport as you, as you know. So I, sure. We don't spread ourselves then. I, I, I love watching other sports, but um, not confident enough in my knowledge to, to lay real money on them. Good stuff. Uh, Kyle McEwen from the Three Men Weave. Go check out the Three Men Weave uh, on Twitter. Why don't you give us some plugs, Kyle, before you go, where, where we can find everything and what do you guys have going on. I'd love the podcast every week. Great work. Yeah, yeah. Podcast is uh, Three Men Weave, college basketball podcast on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we are at 3MW underscore CBB on Twitter. And our website is 3-man-weave.com. I don't ever say this. And, I, you know, I think I'm pretty smart. I think I know a lot about college basketball. But these guys know more than me. And I'm not saying something. They're terrific. They do a great job. And I'm happy that they'll come on and talk. Uh, Kai, great work, man. Uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to you uh, real soon. I'm sure we'll talk to the 3-man weave next week as well. Have a great night, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Have a good one. All right, brother, take it easy. Uh, Kyle McEwen, three-man weave, great stuff, uh, great college basketball information. All right, guys, uh, we will take a break. We'll come back, and we will uh, kind of just uh, look towards the end of the show. If you want to call in, give us a call, 515-605-9349. 
Come at me right now. What do you got? What do you want to talk about? We'll be back right after this. You know, people ask me all the time, big man on campus, what's the best sports book? There's some good ones. There's some important ones. There's ones that I definitely use. But one of my favorites is betonline.ag. If you're a real sports better or someone that takes this seriously, you've got to be able to bet lines early. And BetOnline has the earliest in the business. You want to bet on the Super Bowl, they're going to have it first. You want to bet on March Madness, they're going to have it first. You want to bet on the NBA Finals, they have it first. With an early ability to bet, you can get ahead of the line. And they have some other great features as well. You can bet with Bitcoin. You can deposit and withdraw easily. You can get paid out within 24 hours. They have higher limits. And they have a great poker, race, and sports book as well, obviously. Take it from me. Go check out betonline.ag. It's your money. Make sure it's in the right spot. BetOnline. Great customer service. Great sports book. Great experience. Go check out BetOnline now. Kai McKeon for calling into the show. Uh, we appreciate it. Always uh, great talking to the three man weave. Go check them out at three man weave underscore CBB on Twitter. Um, today, uh, I had a decent day, not a golf stream. Uh, continuing to bet Safi Joseph horses. Safi Joseph, I mean, he is killing it right now at golf stream. I mean, whether it's Gaff Leone, Irad Ortiz, it really doesn't matter. He comes in today, first race, New York business, a 6-1 to one winner. Uh, he Listen, he's almost an auto bet right now. When he has a horse at Gulfstream, you got to bet it. Uh, he has been terrific. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. If you want to join us, 515-605-9349. Uh, go ahead, caller. You're up. Yo. Hello. Hey, what's up? We don't got time for games. Uh, caller, you're live. What's up? Yo. Hello? You're live, man. I'm live? Yes. Oh, hey. Uh, my name is uh, is uh, Peter Loshak. I've been uh, in this business for uh, quite a while, actually. And uh, just calling to say what's up. Peter, what's up, brother? <laughs> what's up, man? How you doing? I I was I was wondering when you were going to call me. I, I was hoping you would see this at some point. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing okay. Are, are, are you seriously like doing other things besides college basketball right now? Uh, yeah, I I do college basketball. I bet the NFL, and I do I bet you know I bet horses. That that's kind of something that I enjoy. So yeah, I I'm always uh, 
I always keep my mind on other things. No, seriously, how do you, how do you manage your schedule? Because I can't, I cannot tackle all of college basketball, and you're doing like uh, you know futsal and horses, and you're not <laughs> looking at NBA or NHL, are you? Uh, I actually, I I can cap NBA. I don't I don't bet NHL. I don't know much about NHL, but no, I, I think with me, like I have a pretty good memory. So I think for me, like a lot of my work in college basketball is done kind of before the season. It's just really about yeah, yeah, yeah. Like every, yeah. Every night, every night before I go to bed, I watch, I watch some kind of game, like whether it's like the, a really small school or whatever. I, I just kind of want to see what's going on. I do a lot of, um, I watch a lot of extended highlights as well. There, there's things you can get where you can watch a game Definitely. basically in nine minutes. They cut everything out. So I don't know. I guess I have a pretty good memory. So a lot of that is helpful, but um, I mean, yeah, like, I, I, know, I, don't know. I, know, I know you follow soccer. You're not following soccer right now, are you? Uh, I do the Premier League, uh, sure. Uh, that, that's something that, um, yeah, for sure. I, I do. Um, I read a blog, a Premier League blog. I, I, I'm actually having a good season in the Premier League. Uh, good thing about Premier League, though, is the info doesn't really change a whole lot. So it's a lot of it is right. just plug and play and situationals, yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. But, but yeah, I, I, I think for me, like, I've always been blessed with with kind of the ability to remember a lot of stuff and be able to retain it and and just put it into motion. And as you know, with college basketball, like a lot of it is is um, you know just kind of remembering situations. And if I told you how many how long I spend on a college basketball card, you'd probably think I'm crazy. You wouldn't believe me. Like I I really I really don't spend much time. A lot of it's just you know I'm low volume anyway, so I don't I don't play a lot of right. games, but. But, see, but yeah, the thing about um, college basketball, just in my just in my opinion, is that the real like value can be found by actually looking into the games a little bit and finding the sort of like you know unique situations that are only going to be there for a team for like you know a, a day or two, you know. And I'm yeah, injuries. Sure. I'm talking about injuries too, but but also like you know teams that like you know were supposed to like travel home, but they decided not to, and all have like a team meeting and like you know get like get together sure. and and bond and everything like that stuff. You, you you have to like kind of dig for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I, I think yeah, and I think you're right. I, I think a lot of it is like just kind of trying to immerse yourself. Like I, I've said before, like when I decided to do this, like more like on a on a on a full time level, like I basically told myself like I'm gonna marry the game. You know, like I'm gonna marry right. this. You like did. this is what I do. Yeah, and I yeah. I, I kind of did that and. You know, luckily, like for me, it, it's kind of paid off in a way. But you know, it's still tough. I mean, you still go through times where things are rough and whatever. But yeah, I think with college basketball, it's kind of a sport. Like this year, I've done a lot of like wagers where there's not a lot that needs to go into them. So like, I've been kind of ahead of this Big Ten stuff where like you have these Big Ten home teams that are just getting the job done, and it's tough to win on the road. And, and a lot of this stuff is just kind of pretty simple you know you see the situation and you bet it you know it's kind of it kind of speaks for itself as you said some of the spots just kind of write themselves yeah no I hear you I hear you I I just feel like in college basketball there's no at least with my with my approach there's no way around the like you know the the nitty-gritty research for pretty much every game unless you want to like you know make the assumption that there's nothing to, to be found and just go blindly which is sometimes you know most of the time an okay thing to assume but uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know how you do. Yeah. I don't know how people. Would do. I don't know how people <laughs> do college basketball and something else while doing college basketball. Do it. I, I think a lot of it is just like, like for instance, like horse racing. Like that's to horse me kind of just like, 
it's just like something that, like I I cap horses on like a level of kind of similar like a college basketball where I really right. generally just bet like strong trainers and strong jockey combinations with yeah. horses that you know like stuff like that. So it, there's not a lot that really goes into it, and I, it would actually surprise you like how much of my day is like like when I started doing this full time, like I had to figure out, like, you can't do this without a routine. So like every part of my day is routine. Like I have, like, like I could literally, like, it's like I'm in jail. Like I have the same routine every day. (laughs) Now, occasionally like I'll have like, like, you know, I'll go see my family or I'll go to Philly and and go watch a game or something. But like occasionally, like generally my, my routine is the same every day. So, you know, I I don't know. Most handicappers, I think, would actually do better at handicapping if they were in jail than if they were free. Oh, sure. Yeah, and a lot of people don't know this. I actually researched this pretty extensively. The federal prison system has a huge sports betting community. Like, I'm not even <laughs> kidding either. Like, I have a friend of mine that's doing um, – he's doing a decade in federal prison right now. He's in his fifth year. And he tells me all the time about how, like, literally, sports betting is huge in prison. Like, it's really big. And they're actually – and I, I wanted to create this, Peter. And tell me if you'd watch this. Like, this is a, an idea I had. I wanted to right. create a show where we talk to the random members of society. So, like, rant, like for instance, like, I want to I look into the – there's actually a market for it. He told me this. There's a market. There's a guy. I don't know his name exactly. He gave me like kind of like part of his name, but there's a guy that basically is a tout for prisoners. He creates a newsletter every day and sends it to those guys. And you know, it's big business. I mean, he was telling me this guy, like he literally creates it solely for those guys. And it's, you know, I, I think those guys have tons of time and, and, you know, it's kind yeah, of different. Of monetary system on how they get paid and stuff but you know it's still well, something that that they do yeah cigarettes or soups or <laughs> coffee or, or or whatever uh but but yeah i think people in prison if, if you have the outlet to, to getting some of the info like think if you could have like a ken palm magazine in prison like you could do pretty good work if if, if you're able to get like readily accessible lines yeah no doubt about that Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, horses is like, uh, I, I actually, believe it or not, the, when I was like in high school, the first thing I got into when I started to get into, you know, odds and stuff like that was actually horses, you know, doing it, you know, with the, with the paper and stuff. I mean, I wasn't actually betting, although I did have one friend who had a car and, you know, he would drive us to the Meadowlands and stuff. But, uh, yep. so I'm very familiar with the horses, but I haven't actually like looked at the horses seriously, except, you know, for like, triple, except for the triple crown since like, yeah. I don't know, like 90, like the early nineties, but it's still going strong because I, I always heard rumors about how horse racing was just dying because it was something like a relic from like the fifties and sixties and that young kids weren't into it. It was a dying industry. Is that not true I, I though? I think that's why like, I think that's why like I kind of like it because it's, uh, <laughs> you know, I always kind of I've, I've gravitated towards things that I like maybe aren't as popular. So like, you know, like I remember for years, like techno music was not popular, but yeah. I liked it, you know, it was just like something I was into. <laughs> But, no, like, horse racing, I think, is still popular. I think nowadays, like, with kind of, like, the, the that um, yuppie kind of group, those yuppie millennial types, like, I feel like they kind of no have way. gravitated towards horses. Like, because, again, really? with horses, like, 
it's fun because you generally aren't laying a price. You're always getting a plus plus money odd. And, you know, I think if you can do some research, you can do quite well with it. For me, though, like, I literally find tracks and I just kind of stick with them. Like, it's kind of like betting NASCAR. Like, if you find certain drivers that are good on certain tracks, you kind of just run with it. And that's something with, with horses. Like, when I first came back from the break, I was talking about a trainer at Gulfstream that, like, he's just on fire right now. Every time he puts yeah, a horse out there the horse is coming in and it's like, you know, right now he's kind of an auto bet. Like when he's on the card, like you bet him, like no matter what the price. So yeah, I think it's still kind of a a situation where, you know, obviously courses like American Pharaoh on the triple crown and, and justify. So that kind of brought some interest back, but yeah, I mean, I think every day, day to day, it's not going to be interesting. It's kind of like small college basketball. Like no one cares about Hartford and, 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 you know, central Arkansas, but people like you and I do, because there's a money-making opportunity. Is horse racing ever going to be what it once was? Probably not, but you know, it's a day-to-day you know, grind. But I mean, the, the, other, the other problem with horse racing now, that's why I like matchup props, which they didn't have obviously back, uh, you know, before the internet, but like uh, how you can't, it, it, with the pari mutual betting system, you don't even know what odds you're getting until the race is done. No. I mean, until the race is on. Yeah, which, which is, you know, which is interesting. And obviously, whenever I, like, I occasionally will do, like, a periscope, and I'll, like, just sit there and talk about races, and we'll just watch the races and just bet them. And, you know, you always get people that'll come in, and they'll be like, hey, you know, what is that exact to pay? And it's like, well, I don't know. Like, they didn't put the price yeah. out yet, so, like, I have to wait. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that definitely sucks. I mean, occasionally you just try to foreshadow and just hope, like, hey, as long as this, you know, if this is a favorite, like, hopefully it doesn't go to, like, you know, three to five or one to nine or something. But, but yeah, sometimes you got to lay prices like uh, January on New Year's day, Peter, I laid one to nine on a horse, which I mean, I don't ever do, but the horse, right. the horse was just so, so damn impressive and dominating that, that I did it. But uh, if you're just joining the show, we're talking to Peter Loshak, SBR legend and guy that has been in this business for a while. I want to tell people, go check out Peter on Patreon. He's got a Patreon uh, Patreon.com. Yeah, I did because I was just like, you know, I, I just, I'm, I might do it in the future, but it was just, uh, I, I was, you know, I was doing too many things and I hold myself to like a really high standard, way too high of a standard than I should hold myself. And I just didn't feel like I was able to, uh, to prepare. And a lot of people would say that, that you should be proud that you hold yourself to a high standard. And I, and I am, but I also admit that it's too high of a standard. Uh, but I just, you know, I'm, I'm putting so much into my, uh, uh, second half betting show that, um, you know, and then other stuff I'm doing, I'm also preparing for baseball and all this stuff. And yep. uh, I just didn't have the, the time to, 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 to do it at the level that I would feel comfortable with, even though other people probably would have said you're being too, you know, you're, you're, you're yeah. holding yourself to too much. So I shut it down. I, I, you know, I was just like, I might do it later. Maybe I'll do it in February or March for March Madness or something. But as of right now, uh, I'm just giving everything out free. Tweet it out. Yeah. You know, I've always, well, I've always told you, man, I think you hold yourself too high. I think you're yeah. terrific just the way you are, and you need to just kind of uh, kind of do it the way you do it. But, hey, listen, man, being free is okay, too. You know, you get your – you build your own audience up. And, and look, I've told yeah. you for a while, you know, you can you can charge. You can do it for free. You're always going to have, I think, some sort of, of, of angle in the business. But uh, I'm glad you called in, man. It's nice to hear from yeah. you. I, I'm glad to see you're doing well. I'm glad to see that – you landed on your feet. I know you do the show. Check out uh, Peter's show on uh, on YouTube. Uh, you can follow him. Yeah. What's your Twitter, Peter? Uh, plug your Twitter. Well, my Twitter. I guess my Twitter is just P Loshak, and my YouTube channel is just my name, Peter Loshak. L O S H A K. Yeah. 
Yeah, go check it out. I mean, Peter does kind of an interesting show because he focuses a lot on second half uh, yeah. bets, which is is something that I know for me, like I don't wager a ton on. I'm more of kind of an organic handicapper, and I do kind of just yeah. the full game and, and stuff like that. But you're doing a great job. I mean, the show's doing well. Um, and I'm glad to see you kind of landed on your feet. Listen, Peter, I've told you for years, man, you know, anytime you want to do something, I, it's funny. I remember when I first started doing content back many years ago, probably like 2012, I think it was 2013. Uh, when I started doing content seriously, I remember I emailed SBR and I got in contact with you and you told me, yeah, we're not interested right now. And, And then eventually like SBR was like, all right, bring him on for a video. And I remember Doing videos. Remember when we used to do videos, Peter? Like, uh, oh yeah, of course. I, I mean, that was we would do that like was another era. Yeah, yeah. It was like six, seven years ago. We would do them at like a set time every week. And and you and I had some good, uh, some good picks over the years in college football. But yeah, I remember, obviously, you know, many of the the different uh, kind of levels of of what you've done. You've come a long way, man. It's it's good to see. You. But Peter, listen, we um. We got to link up you and I soon at some point. Maybe yeah, I'll sure. tell you, man. I'll tell you, and and I, I'll I'll tell you right now. And I, I'll, you're the only person that I would ever extend this invitation to, but I'm going to extend yeah. it. Okay? okay. Yes. Okay. For March Madness, if you have an interest for day, or, you don't want to come down for just a day. Meet mm-hmm. me in Atlantic City. You come down. Mm-hmm. You hang out at the book. It, it's an awesome. The, the March Madness in Atlantic City is fun. You know, we'll, we'll hang out. We'll. We'll get some drinks. We'll, we'll, you know, I'm sure there'll be people that come up and hang out with us. You got to come down to Atlantic City. You do a great job there. Even just, yeah, I will. Know, even yeah, betting, is, whatever. Go ahead. Yeah, this is the first year it's uh, it's actually going to have been legal in Atlantic City. March Madness. It's going to be crazy. No, no, it was it was legal last was year actually. I, I was there. Yeah, okay. it was the first year was last year. Um, it was uh, and it was fun. I mean, I was at the Ocean Resort. It was fun. I mean, it was. Uh, you know, it's, it, it, March in Atlantic City is not exactly a, a great time. It's not exactly a nice city, but you know they're starting to build up and, and they're starting to get there. So I'm sure yeah, we'll have to link up. To, really. Yeah, the last time I was in Atlantic City, it was it was like you know it must have been 20 years ago. It was a dump, like a real dump. Yeah. There's nothing there, really, you know. Uh, but I mean, I've heard that it's, uh, it's been transformed now. Yeah, I, I guess you could say the boardwalk's been kind of transformed. I mean, the city itself is still pretty bad, but. Um, but yeah, um, I'm sure we'll link up soon. Peter, uh, good stuff, yeah, man. I'm excellent. glad you called in. Nice surprise. Sure. Uh, check, check out Peter on Twitter at P Loshak. Check him out on YouTube. Just search his name, Peter Loshak. Great stuff, Peter. We'll have to talk to you again soon, man. Definitely. Okay. Have a good rest of the show, man. All right. Peter. See you, buddy. Uh, Peter Loshak. Good to hear from him. Always nice when he gets surprised, right? It's always nice if someone calls that you haven't heard from. Uh, let's take two more calls. Uh, go ahead, caller. You're live. Go. All right. Uh, one more. Uh, you're live, caller. What's up? Yeah, what's up, man? Uh, I'm a college student at KU. I just wanted to get your opinion. There's been a ton of upsets lately. What is your final four right now? Way too early prediction. Let me hear it. Way too early. So KU, Kansas. Um, I don't know. Uh, my final four right the now would be – The best four teams you've seen. I want, I'm curious. No, no, I, I know. I got you. Uh, I'll go Baylor, Gonzaga, Dayton, Seton Hall. Interesting. All right. Thank you. And I think Kansas is got to get Dotson healthy. 
I need to see a third scorer find himself. And maybe it's Moss. Maybe it's Garrett. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he was terrific last night. Listen, as of weekend, he's fantastic. I mean, if if you can just obviously get him to keep playing the way he has been and, you know, obviously need Dotson back. But listen, again, I I can sense you're a little upset that I didn't say KU. Look, I like Kansas a lot. I I just think, you know, if you're – and that can change. I mean, I'm sure they're going to win the Big 12, and and I'll be looking stupid. I don't trust Baylor, but if you're asking me right now, I would say Baylor. But Scott Drew's an imbecile, so I'm sure he'll find a way to fuck it up. No, I get that. Uh, another guy to look out for on KU is actually Christian Brown. He's a freshman. I don't know if you watched the game last night against Oklahoma. I know you had Oklahoma, but um, Christian Brown, he's a little white guy, freshman. He can he can shoot it, and he's another guy to look out for come Big 12 tournament and come March Madness time. Yeah, I got to tell you, man, that was a that was a fucking kick in the pants last night with Oklahoma. I mean, I get the best number. I found out info that Dodson wouldn't play. An hour later, it comes out, and uh, I still get kicked in the ass. The yeah, rough K- one, but KU doesn't really play good in Norman. Um, at yeah, all. they don't. I mean, exactly, and that uh, was that was kind of the and issue, in Morgantown. But, uh, yeah, no, no, I mean that's that. There's those three teams are really good. And don't forget about Texas Tech either. I mean, Chris yeah, Beard's always going to happen around. So, hey, good stuff, man. All right, see you, man. Thank you. Take it easy. Uh, all right, that's the show. Thanks to Peter Loshek for calling in. Good to hear from him. Thanks to that last caller. Thanks to Matt. He called in a couple other guys. Thanks to Kai McEwen from the Three Man Weave for joining the show. Uh, I always appreciate all of those guys joining in. Tomorrow, we have an interesting show. I believe the Whale Capper is going to join us. We'll talk NFL I'm trying to see if David DeMann is going to join us. I know David's wife uh, just had a child today, so he's a father. So go uh, say congrats to him. So we'll see if he'll join us. I'm guessing no, but I do believe Whale Capper is going to join us. So if you want football, we'll have you covered tomorrow. I'm the Big Man on Campus. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Here's the Don't Tease Me Bro podcast. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.